You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Second Corinthians 12, uh, my age is catching up to me. I didn't realize how old I was till I heard Brother Dan uh, tell me. And uh, I always remind Brother Dan, he's two years behind me, so he can say as old as he wants me to be, and uh, just puts him that much closer. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and uh, I hope you are enjoying this as much as I am, just getting to be together with God's people. Church is so important, and I would encourage you uh, to do everything you can to make it a priority in your life. If you're not comfortable coming under the tent, then I'd make it a priority to have, have your car here and listen uh, at, at home Wednesday night. If you're not comfortable to be in the auditorium, that's okay. Uh, but I'd make a point to, to listen online, listen on the radio. We need church and we need the people of God now more than we have ever needed it before. And I'm so excited about what the Lord is going to do. Uh, Brother uh, Askew mentioned uh, the tents. And uh, Brother Dan was mentioning it. I was reading last night about Oliver B. Green. And uh, he uh, set up his tents all over the place for about 30 years or so. And uh, I was reading about in Rocky Mount. He had one meeting in Rocky Mount, that, a tent meeting that went on and on. And they, had, they recorded 7,000 salvation decisions in that tent meeting. And you know, I just, I don't know what God's going to do for these next couple Sundays. I don't know what God's going to do with the online and the radio, but I believe God wants to do something and I believe God is able and I hope we will pray and seek God and ask God what he wants to do in us. Thank you to our deacons. Thank you to our church for the birthday gifts. I'm so thankful and my wife and I, we are so blessed to be a part of this church and God's people have been so good. I just saw uh, Brother Johnny over here, and if you didn't see it on Facebook, uh, we are indebted to Johnny Snyder and uh, Martin Exterminating. They came in this week, and they sprayed this entire area for ants, mosquitoes, ticks, and uh, free of charge. They said, we just want to do it to be a blessing to the church. And Johnny, thank you. Let's give them a big hand and thank them for that. And uh, I'm so thankful to the Lord for a beautiful day. 2 Corinthians 12, I want to begin reading in verse 7. And if you have a Bible, I encourage you to look on there. If you're listening at home, I encourage you to get a Bible and look. I'm going to give you a lot of uh, scripture today. We're going to look at these verses, and I won't keep you long, but I want to share this truth. It says in verse 7, And lest I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of the revelations... This is Paul speaking, and he had been giving, given a lot of revelations. He was actually caught up into the third heaven, and he saw things that he said, it's not even lawful for me to tell you the things I saw in heaven and the things I saw there uh, in glory. And, and he says, in case I would get exalted or in case pride would get the better of me, he said, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. Now, we don't use that term or that phrase very often today we say things like something is a pain in the neck you know or we say that's an irritation or that's a bother or that's a whatever but Paul said there was given to me a thorn in the flesh the messenger of Satan to buffet me lest I should be exalted above measure for this thing I besought the Lord thrice three times he said I prayed 
I pled, I begged God to take it away from me that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, now this is God answering Paul. He said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, notice this uh, verse 10, I take pleasure. Paul said, I I like it. It's a good thing. I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, Paul said, then am I strong. Lord, would you help us to capture this truth? Would you speak to us and give us what we need from the word of God? Lord, I'm thankful for the privilege to be together this morning. I'm thankful that we can have a tent. I'm thankful that we can have chairs and a sound system. And I'm thankful for radio and internet. I'm thankful for folks like Miss Cheryl and Brother Tommy who've come to run the sound and play the piano. Thank you for Brother Landon, Miss Francis with the special music. And thank you for the faithfulness of your people, the parking attendants, and every person that's had a part. But Lord, all of the work that's gone into today, all of it is wasted. If you don't show up and if you don't speak to us, Lord, I believe there are people today that are needy people. I believe there are people here today that spiritually are hungry. And God, I know I need you and I need you to speak to me and speak through me from the word of God this morning. I pray you'd help us in Jesus name. Amen. I'd like for you to notice this expression. Paul says there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. That word thorn, it literally is the idea of something that is painful, something that is irritating, uh, something that is a bother. We would today perhaps talk about a splinter. And you know how a splinter, oh my, a splinter can be so painful. A splinter on your foot, it can keep you from walking. It can keep you from uh, being able to enjoy anything until that irritation is out. Paul said that thorn in the flesh, he said it was a messenger of Satan. And I want to remind us this morning that don't don't get confused. Um, The the politicians are not the enemy. Uh, The news media is not the enemy. Your next door neighbor is not the enemy. Your spouse, your child, your parent, your in-laws are not the enemy. That would have been a good place for more than two people to say amen. Some of you aren't convinced yet. But can I remind you, the real enemy that we face is not people. The real enemy that we face is not flesh and blood. The real enemy that we face is the devil. And he is out as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. He wants to destroy your life. If he can't destroy you, He'll be happy if he can discourage you. If he can't discourage you, then he'll try to distract you. But he is on the attack. And Paul said, there was a messenger of Satan that was trying to destroy me, trying to keep me back, trying to hold me down. I'd like for you to notice, number one in this passage, I see the setbacks. I don't like setbacks. You don't like setbacks. Nobody enjoys setbacks, but setbacks are a part of life. This word thorn in the passage, it literally means an annoyance or a disability. He said the messenger of Satan was buffeting me. 
And that word buffet, that's not what you do after church when you go to eat at Ralph's, okay? That's not what that word is. That word buffet, it means to literally to beat. It means to hit. It means to strike. And Paul said, I am being beaten by this messenger of Satan. I'm being attacked. I'm being hit. He said, I have infirmities. That word infirmity, it means sickness. It means weakness. He said, there are reproaches in my life. That is insults or harm. Have you ever been insulted? Have you ever had someone say something and you, you, you were insulted by what they said? Well, Paul knew about that. He said, there are necessities that are laid upon me. Verse number 10, necessity. This is so amazing to me. A necessity means a constraint or a law. Did you know sometimes there are laws, there are rules, there are things that maybe will hurt you, maybe that will hurt me. Paul said, I know about that. And Paul did know about that because it was against the law to preach the gospel. It was against the law to, to be a witness like Paul was doing. He said, there are necessities, there are laws against me. Paul said, there's persecution. Now, most of us have no idea what real persecution is all about. Persecution means an infliction of pain, punishment, a penalty, maybe even death that is given unjustly. You say, yeah, you know, I've really been persecuted because I did. No, no, no. If you brought it upon yourself, that's not persecution. That's stupidity. But persecution is when something is done to you or done to me unjustly. Paul said in verse 10 that I'm going through distresses. Distresses means pressure. It means a narrowness of room. You feel like the walls are closing in on you and the pressure is mounting. Paul said, I've had some setbacks. But I want you to notice in verse number 10, uh, excuse me, verse number 7, Paul says that these setbacks were given to him. This was not an accident. This was not a coincidence. You know who allowed these setbacks into Paul's life? And it wasn't the devil either, but it was God. God allowed Paul to have this thorn in the flesh. As a matter of fact, Paul talked to God about it. He said, God, would you please remove this? Would you please cause this to depart from me? These setbacks were no accident. God allowed this thorn into Paul's life. Paul doesn't say what it is. Some Bible scholars believe that Paul's eyesight was very bad and they believed that that was a, a difficulty and many times when he would preach or when he would speak his eyes would just water uncontrollably and he couldn't see well and in one case he uh, wrote a letter to, uh, to uh, one of the epistles and he wrote that letter he said you see how large a letter I've written to you it wasn't a big letter it was just the, the letters uh, the, the words were so big because, his, because of his eyesight I don't know what it was I don't know what your setback is you probably don't know what my setback is, but we all have setbacks. We all have burdens. We all have disabilities. We all have weaknesses. We all have things in our lives that God has allowed for a purpose. I believe that this COVID-19, I believe it's a setback. I think it's a setback in many, many, many ways. But can I remind you that that was no surprise to God? God was not caught off guard. It's amazing to me. I was listening to a, a, a call this last week uh, by a United States senator. And the question was asked of the senator. He said, do you think anybody had any idea that this was coming or anybody had any idea how serious it was? And the senator said, nobody in the Senate, nobody in the House had any idea 
they were caught off guard. Can I tell you, as a church, we didn't see it coming. The, the health care workers, they didn't see it coming. Nobody knew what was going on. And still to this day, we're still wondering what's going on. But I've got some good news for you. God knew it before it ever happened. And God was in control then, and God is in control now. And what may be a setback to you or me is all within the control of Almighty God. Would you notice God's answer? Paul said, Lord, would you please take away this thorn in my flesh? And you would think that God would have said yes. I would think that God would say, well, sure, Paul, you're a good man, you're preaching the gospel, you're seeing people saved, and I don't want you to have any hardship, so sure, I'll take it away from you. But that's not what happened. Would you notice in verse number nine, he said unto me, God answered to Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee. Can I tell you, number one, I see the setbacks, but number two, I see the sufficiency. That word sufficiency means that it's enough, that it is able to meet your need. And you know what is sufficient for you and sufficient for me? It's not the bank account. It's not the intellect. It's not your connections. It's not your talent. It's not your ability. The only thing that is sufficient in our lives is the grace of God. And grace is something we don't deserve. Something is great. Grace is something that we didn't earn. We can't work for. It is unmerited favor. It is the blessing of God. And God's grace is sufficient for us. God's grace was sufficient for the Apostle Paul. This thorn in the flesh was something terrible. But God said, Paul, you don't need the thorn to be taken away. You just need my grace. And friend, I don't know what your setback is, but that setback may not be taken away. Maybe it's cancer. Uh, maybe it's uh, maybe it's a disease. Maybe it's a sickness. Maybe it's a, a problem with a, a, a spouse, or maybe it's a problem with the coworker, or maybe it's a financial need, or maybe it's a physical need. But the answer is not for the setback to be removed. The answer is for you and I to apply a dose of God's grace in our lives, because God's grace is sufficient. It's what we need. Romans chapter 5, the Bible says, Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Hallelujah for the amazing grace of God. Hallelujah for the grace of God that abounds more than sin. You say, but I've had sin in my life and sin in my family, and I've had sin that has messed things up. Can, you, can I tell you, we've all had sin, but the grace of God is greater than all our sin, and the grace of God is able to abound far more than any sin could ever do. James chapter 4, verse 6. The Bible tells us that God giveth more grace. You say, Pastor, I think the grace of God is running out in my life. Oh, no, friend, it's just getting started. Because if you need more, God's got more. If you need more grace, God will give you more grace. His grace will never run out. It is sufficient. Notice verse number 11. Paul had to realize that his sufficiency was not in himself. Paul had to realize that his sufficiency was not in his co-workers. His sufficiency was not in his friends. His sufficiency was in God. Verse number 11, Paul said, I am become a fool in glorying. Ye have compelled me. For I ought to have been commended of you, for in nothing am I behind the very chiefest of apostles, though I be nothing. Paul recognized it. Paul said, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a nobody. 
At the end of the day, there's nothing I've got to offer God. Anything good in my life is all because of God. Paul recognized his sufficiency was the grace of God. I want to ask you this morning, what is your setback? But secondly, I want to ask you this morning, who or what is your sufficiency? What are you relying on to get you through? What are you counting on to help you make it through the day? What are you helping, uh, counting on to help you through the trials of life? I want to tell you, the only thing sufficient is the grace of God. The purpose of this setback for Paul was so that Paul would not be self-sufficient, but that Paul would recognize his sufficiency was in the grace of God. Number one, the setbacks. Number two, the sufficiency. Number three, I want you to notice the strength. The strength, the power of God. God told Paul that his strength, God's strength, was actually made perfect or it was made complete in weakness. Notice what Paul says. He says that the power of Christ, verse 9, may rest upon me. I looked up that phrase, rest upon me. You know what it means? It has the idea to abide upon something. It literally has the idea to, like we would set up a tent. You know, on this property, we've got a lot of space on this property, but there's not a lot of place where we could have rested the tent. We couldn't have rested the tent on the parking lot very easily because obviously it's got to be staked down to the ground. That back parking lot is sloped. Uh, the side grassy area wouldn't quite be enough. The buildings take up a lot of the, the area, but this was a spot that worked. It was available, and it met the requirements for the tent. You know what meets the requirements for God's power to rest upon you? Is you have to be weak. You have to realize you can't do it on your own. You have to be humble. And I have, to, I have to be humble, and we have to recognize that the power of God and the strength of God in our lives is not because of us or our ability. It's because of God's goodness and God's grace and God's strength. Paul said because of the setbacks, he was actually able to rest his power upon Paul. And God's power was made complete because of Paul's weakness. Again, I don't like setbacks. I don't like weaknesses, but that's what God uses. You see, whatever weakness, whatever problem you're going through right now, that may be the very thing that God uses to manifest his power in your life. Paul said, when I am weak, that is when I am strong, not in my strength, but in God's strength. You see, if there are no setbacks, there can be no strength. If there are no problems, there can be no power. If there are no burdens, there can be no blessings. And if there is no hurt, there can be no help because our strength is made perfect because God takes his strength and he mixes our weakness and God brings forth his power and rests his power upon us in our weakness. I want to ask you this morning, is it your power that you're counting on or is it his power? Sometimes God has to humble us, doesn't he? Sometimes God has to bring us down. And Paul said, lest I should be exalted above measure, God had to get me a thorn in the flesh so that God's power could be manifest. And lastly, I see in this passage only the setbacks, the sufficiency, the strength. But lastly, I see the Savior. You see, that's what it's all about. That's why we're here. 
We're not here so that we can make a name for Victory Baptist Church. We're not here to make a name for a pastor or a, a staff or a deacon board or, or for a church member. We're not here to make a name for an organization. We're here to bring honor and glory to God. That's the purpose. That's the reason why we're here. It's all for him. Notice verse number 10. Paul said, because of this fact that I need God's power to rest upon me, therefore I take pleasure in infirmities. He says, that's fine. I maybe wouldn't choose them, but I'll take it. I'll take pleasure. I'll be okay with it. I'll be okay with infirmities. I'll be okay with reproaches. I'll be okay with necessities. I'll be okay with persecution. I'll be okay with distresses. Here's why. For Christ's sake. Paul said, I'm not living for my own self. I'm not living for my own purpose. He said, I'm here for Christ's sake. He said, my life is not about me. My life is about Christ. I want to ask you this morning, what are you doing? For Jesus. What am I doing for Christ? What are we doing for Him? When we look at our lives, so much of what we do is all about what's going to make our life better. What's going to make our life easier? What's going to make our situation better off? But friend, that's not why we're here. We're here for Christ's sake. We're here to bring honor and glory to Him. We're here to point people to Jesus. It is all for Him. You say, well, you know, I'm glad, we, glad we've got a tent, and I'm glad we've got a sound system. I'm glad we've got chairs, and I'm glad we've got a place, you know, because it makes me feel good. Well, I hope it makes you feel good, and I hope it's encouraging, but I'll tell you the number one reason why we've got a tent up is because we want to bring glory to God. We've got a message that we want the world to know that Jesus saves. We've got a message that the grace of God is sufficient. We've got a message that God wants to do a work in us. And everything we do is all for Him. Everything we do is all about Him. Every song we sing, every radio broadcast we have, every video we produce, everything that is done at Victory Baptist Church and everything that is done by the people of Victory Baptist Church, it ought to point people to Jesus Christ. I'm praying that this COVID-19 will just point more people to Jesus. And can I tell you, I think it's happening. I think people are realizing just how short life is. I think people are realizing how things are not under our control and things are not within our grasp. I think people realize that there's more to life than here and now. And friend, what really matters is where will you spend eternity? Where will you go when you die? Everything we do is for Christ's sake to point people to Jesus so they can have a home in heaven. The reason for everything we do is Jesus. I want to ask you, what is your thorn in the flesh? And please don't write a name down. Oh, I'm glad he asked that because it's, it's one of those deacons over there. Please don't write the name of the pastor. That pastor is my thorn in the flesh. And definitely don't write the name of your spouse down. That would not be a good idea. But what is your thorn in the flesh? Whatever that thorn in the flesh is, can I tell you, God's given it to you. And God's given it to me for a purpose. What's the purpose? So that we can recognize that God's grace is sufficient. God's grace is enough. And so that we can experience the power of God in our weakness. And so we can do everything for the Savior and do everything for Christ's sake. 
thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.